everybody, and welcome to yet another edition of the Time Out with DG podcast. I am your host, as always, Daniel Gotera. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you had a great weekend in whatever you decided to do. Uh, the weather cooperated, uh, I guess, a little bit on Sunday more than on Saturday. Saturday was a little gloomy, kind of rainy. That little spit rain that's kind of annoying, right? I'd rather it just rain and you stay in or not rain. And that, that little spit rain that we get sometimes in January, February around here in Houston is kind of annoying to me. But I uh, hope you guys had a good weekend, as I said. Some of the particulars first before I kind of get into what I did on the weekend and what we're going to talk about today. Um, hey, go ahead and like and subscribe to the podcast if you haven't done so already. Welcome to everybody that has already tuned in before. I'm getting some good feedback from people subscribing. Some people like the uh, Friday mailbag segment, so we're going to do that again this week. So we're chugging along here. Our, our number's steadily growing. That's the whole goal of this podcast. So I, uh, I really do appreciate all your support, uh, as always. So as for my weekend, what did I do this weekend? So Saturday for most of the day, I kind of just hung out at home uh, until at night. So my wife and I got to go on like our first real date for the first time in 10 months. So like when the pandemic hit, that was what, back in March when things started shutting down, we saw all the sporting events canceled, and then things got really crazy about early April. Well, that was the time where our daughter was born. So she was born on April 14th. So you have to... (laughs) You have to realize, so our daughter born in the middle of this growing pandemic, I, for one, didn't even know if I was going to be able to be in the room with my wife when my daughter was born. So like, there was like this this feeling that I wasn't going to be there and this worry that she was going to have to be by herself and I wasn't going to be able to hold my daughter for the first time. I mean, it was just a mess. Luckily, we were able to get in the folks uh, at Memorial Hermann, the nurses, doctors, everybody over there, tremendous. We got in. But, you know, ever since that point, April 14th, when she was born, we we really have not been able to go out on a date, like a date night, which I think is so healthy for couples. I think couples need to do that, especially couples with young kids, as we're learning. Uh, But, you know, we had to take my son out of school there for a while. He hasn't really gone back. And as I've mentioned, we're in a transition period between our old house and a new house. And my daughter's still young. And so we got a lot of things going on. We're both working from home. It's, it's been crazy, but we, we decided, my wife and I talked to each other last week and said, okay, Saturday night we're going to go out. My son is going to stay with my mother-in-law, and my parents are going to watch the little girl, and we're going to go out. We're going to have a good time. We're going to go have dinner, just a nice dinner. So that's what we did on Saturday. We went to Peli Peli uh, over there, South African Cuisine, over there by the Galleria. If you guys have not tried out Peli Peli, here's a shout out to those folks. They are absolutely tremendous. Their food is so flavorful. We love going to that place. It's our favorite restaurant in the city. I highly recommend you guys checking it out. It's a little different. I thought the first time when I went, oh, what am I going to be getting in South African food? It's basically all about flavors, right? They have all the traditional foods, you know, seafoods, chicken, meat. They just cook it a different way, but the flavor that they cook everything in, it's so just tasty and so just, oh, man, it hit the spot, man. It, it was so good, um, and I, w- I was happy that we were able to go out. And, and, you know, I was also happy because not that that was the first restaurant that we've been to during the whole pandemic because we, we've been out a couple of times, you know, maybe for lunch or late lunch. You just kind of go out and sit on the patio somewhere and all that. We, we try to be careful, but at the same time, we don't want to go stir crazy too, right? So we've kind of been out and had some uh, food several places, but, you know, I, we were talking to the owner, uh, general manager, actually, over there at Pelly Pelly, and she, I mean, it's just, just been really hard for them, and I just feel so bad for these businesses, especially restaurants, you know, um, their whole life completely. I'm having trouble hearing you. Siri, I don't want to talk to you. This is the second time you've interrupted me, so goodbye, Siri. I'm trying to do a podcast here. Goodness me. Anyway, so I digress. I feel bad for all these restaurants, man. Like these folks, these folks have a lot on the line. You know, when we're talking about the pandemic and trying to be safe and yeah, everybody's got to be cautious and social distancing. Like my belief throughout this whole thing has always been give people a chance, give people a chance to save their business. 
I mean, if we have just total lockdowns all the time, that is that's not only going to crush the entire economy, it's going to crush people's lives. So, like, if people don't want to go out, make that decision on their own as a family, that's fine. But you can't prevent businesses from doing their jobs and doing what they've done their whole life. Like, some of these restaurants have closed. They've been open for so long. And just talking with the general manager, my heart just went out to her and her staff. Basically, they have a whole new staff because people had to leave. I mean, it's just been a mess. And I was just so happy to just kind of be out there and supporting local businesses and local restaurants. So I highly encourage you guys to do that because it's just, it's just so important to do uh, during these times. But again, still be safe and all that. If you want to stay home, totally cool too. Not not criticizing you at all because we've done that a lot. We've we've tried to stay safe. We have two little kids at home. But you know, every now and then we, we, we kind of venture out a little bit and supporting local restaurants and local businesses is huge. Um, okay, so that was Saturday. Sunday, what did I do Sunday? Sunday, oh, I woke up. Uh, it was a quiet morning at the at the house because my son was, my three-year-old son, close to be four-year-old son, was staying with my mother-in-law, so it was kind of quiet. It was just a baby and I. My wife went to a baby shower. Um, and so, anyway, we're, we're just chilling at home, so I decided to pop on the Tiger Woods documentary on HBO. I know I'm kind of late to the party on this because I think it debuted several weeks back. But, man, that documentary was really good. I just kind of gives you an idea of just how amazing Tiger Woods is, right? I mean, what a life that guy has lived. And in a way, I'm not condoning, obviously, anything that he did. He Most of the stuff that came upon him was self-inflicted, right? I mean, all the stuff in 2009 with the car crash and the infidelities and the multiple women and all that sort of stuff. That was all self-inflicted. But you just feel bad for the guy. I just don't think he ever got to live a normal life. And just the conversations that were were had within the documentary with his former caddy, and I I highly recommend it. I I definitely suggest you guys check it out. If you're a fan of sports documentaries, this was a good one. Although I always feel it's kind of strange when you don't hear from the main subject of a documentary in the documentary. (laughs) The Tiger was not involved in the making of this thing, but just some of the people, some of the more important figures in his life were there. His first girlfriend had some really good insight about him growing up and being all about golf and how his parents didn't really let him do anything. The breakup letter that he sent to her. I mean, it was just, I mean, it's crazy. Um, But one of the things that caught my attention, well, actually two things. The first... Uh, they talked to the editor of the National Enquirer back then, wh- wh- whoever it was. That guy is a slimy, slimy dude. Like, he was smiling at the fact and taking pleasure in other people's pain. And I don't like that. I don't like paparazzi. I don't like people showing up in people's homes. I think everybody deserves their t- sort of distance. I know they're in the public eye. I know they're celebrities. And, you know, that that kind of comes with the territory, but it becomes too much. And I just seeing that guy talk about how they were so excited to get these juicy details about Tiger Woods' personal love life. Just it's just it's just icky. Just icky, just gross to me. I, I didn't like it. I didn't like the guy's look when he was smiling into the camera and said, "Oh, it's an American drama playing out in real life." It's it was great. I that's that's wrong, I think. That that's wrong. And in a related note, you know, Several people mentioned it in that documentary that people enjoy, people wait for, you know, these high-profile names, sports stars, actors, actresses. They, they, they enjoy to see them fall after they reach the top. Like, Americans enjoy seeing the fall as much as the rise in fame. I, I just disagree, man. I, I disagree with that. You know, there there's... I think people in general especially here in America, and it goes for everything, too, in the U.K. with the royal family, I mean, everywhere. I mean, this you know, if you're a celebrity, you're going to draw attention. But I think people, especially in this social media age, I think people just like to see behind the curtain of the people that they either admire or uh, they look up to or people that are in the public eye. I don't necessarily think people root for them to fail. Like, I never came across anybody that was rooting against Tiger Woods. Like, I I don't know. Maybe I hang out with a different crowd or maybe because I'm in the sports business, we love to see excellence at its its pinnacle. I never came across anybody that rooted for Tiger Woods to fail. When all that stuff happened, we were like, oh, my God, what this, wow, this guy's living like two or three, four lives. 
But it wasn't like I, I never got joy out of that. So I don't understand that point of view when people were saying that, you know, every, people wanted to see him fall almost as much as they wanted to see him rise to prominence. I, I don't agree with that. I think people just like to get a peek behind the curtain to see if those people are humans, like normal human beings, because they're portrayed in the press and all this stuff as, you know, being just larger than life figures. I don't think anybody was rooting for him to fail. I think people felt, after a while, people felt bad for him. Like he, he, got, he dealt with injuries. Um, like I said, he never had a real life. Uh, nobody felt bad for the fact that he, he was not faithful to his wife. I mean, that was just, that was awful. It was terrible. Um, nobody condones that. But I, I think after a while, he's trying to get back. And I don't know. I, I, when In the 2019 Masters, when he came back and won that tournament, man, everybody was super happy for him to, to come back and win, you know, in the athletic sense, right? I mean, this is the guy that's played this sport his entire life. This is what he's made up his whole life being around the game of golf. And so to have that taken away because of injuries and because of some of the other stuff, and then he got arrested for uh, driving while intoxicated with the with the drugs. And I mean, it was a mess there for a while. But to see him come back was great. And the statement of people love to see celebrities fail and those in power fail, I don't agree with that, especially when it comes to certain, you know, this country and others. I just think that, that that's not true. I think people want to see if those folks are human um, because they're larger than life and if they're human, then I think we kind of identify with them a little bit more in the sense that, oh, they make the same mistakes no, normal people do. Um, and I, th- I think that's 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 the big takeaway for me in that documentary. But who knows what if Tiger's ever going to break that major record. Uh, I think it would be fun if he keeps going, keeps playing. I, 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 just, I just wish peace, right? Peace upon the family. What what happened was awful. His his ex wife Elin and and all the thing her kids. I mean all that stuff was just awful. But uh, it's a good documentary. I suggest you check it out because not only does it you know focus on some of the bad stuff, but it also talks about the relationship he and his father had, which was which was um, good and bad, right? I mean the the bad kind of took over his life at the end, uh, there towards the later stages uh, of his career. Uh, after, especially after Earl Woods passed away. I just thought it was a fascinating documentary. I, I suggested check it out. It's on HBO if you haven't checked it out. Uh, okay, so that was my weekend. Oh, and I watched the football games, the, the NFC and AFC championship games. No real surprise. I predicted the Buccaneers and the Chiefs to go to the Super Bowl. Never count out Tom Brady. He was fantastic, although he did throw three interceptions. Some of them were really bad. But the guy just, he's able to keep his team in the games. And that defense, man, the defense forcing turnovers, Tom Brady taking those turnovers and capitalizing on them, that's winning football, man. That's what good teams do. Now, Tampa gets to host the Super Bowl for the first time um, in their home stadium. Uh, they've been to the Super Bowl before, but not never played it in the home stadium. In fact, no team has ever played the Super Bowl in their home stadium. So it's going to be cool to see the Bucks there. What a run by Tampa, by the way. They were in the World Series last year. The Lightning won the Stanley Cup. I think somebody noted, I, I forget who it was, I saw it on Twitter, Like the, the Stanley Cup was won by the Tampa Bay Lightning, and they didn't play a home game for the Stanley Cup because they were away in the their little quarantine bubble. The Rays played in Arlington for the World Series, so they played away. But it's now Tampa Bay the Buccaneers actually playing the Super Bowl in their home stadium, which has never happened. It's crazy how sports work out that way. Uh, and then uh, Kansas City, what can you say about Kansas City? Patrick Mahomes and and those guys, that, that's a well-oiled machine. It would be interesting to see that Tampa defense against Kansas City, see what uh, Todd Bowles, uh, defensive coordinator over there in Tampa, can draw up against uh, Eric Bieniemy, who should be the Texans coach. He should have been hired a long time ago, uh, but the Texans are just spinning their wheels. Who knows? Maybe they're watching Sunday morning cartoons instead of actually hiring a, a new coach. The enemy should be the coach. He schooled Leslie Frazier, who's getting a second interview on Tuesday. It's it, That would be the most Texans thing ever, right? The Texans hire the guy who was schooled instead of hiring the teacher who's doing the schooling. That'd be the most Texans thing ever. Uh, I don't expect the enemy to be hired. I hope he is. Um, that's the right call. Whether or not Deshaun wants to stay at that point, that's uh, on him. Texans don't have to trade him. Texans can just say, you're going to sit on that bench and hurt your own brand. 
but I, I think the Texans should do right by Deshaun since he is the franchise quarterback. And he, he's really a guy that, you know, one of those generational talents. So I think the enemy might do it. There was a report that said no matter who the Texans hire, he's not going to be happy. Now, you can't control that. If that's the case, then get the best deal you can if you don't want him around the building. Trading him to the Jets would be huge. That way you get a high draft pick. You can get a Justin Fields. You can get another quarterback, and then you can build the rest of your roster up with more draft picks because you're going to want to get multiple first-round picks. doesn't mean you're going to land anybody like Deshaun, but at least you can, you know, get some more talent into the building, which right now they're uh, – lacking in certain positions at certain positions so speaking of football my guest today is former texans defensive lineman christian covington just got done playing this past season with the Bengals. spent four years here in houston after going to rice then he played for the cowboys after the texans he's got to bounce around a little bit but now he's entering his seventh year in the nfl so uh just a good dude man i just talking to him is, is always great i run into him over at plex performance um that's where he works out and i've worked out there before too and just uh just an overall good, good dude. Um, just, a, just a joy to talk to. He also likes Marvel movies. That's something we have in common. Uh, we talk about WandaVision, uh, Episode 3. How great was Episode 3, right? Man, that ending was so good. Um, so we talk about Marvel movies, his rankings of the MCU, his life in the NFL, his relationship with his father, who's a, co- a college Canadian, excuse me, Canadian Football Hall of Famer. Um, and so we talk about a little bit of everything in this conversation. Hope you enjoy. Christian, always fun talking to you. Uh, I was so glad to run into you at Plex. I mean, you're all into those Plex workouts, right, man? That I, I try to go out there to work out sometimes too, and they always kill me, but I, I think you're a little bit more used to it than I am. Oh yeah. Once you've had a couple of years training with Danny under your belt, you know, it's, uh, it gets a lot easier. It never doesn't get quite as, um, you know, easy as it should be but no it's uh, it's always good it's always good training over there what uh, and you didn't wait long man is this is this kind of your usual uh, routine i mean the season ends this time first week of january and then you just kind of get back into it you give your body a couple weeks rest or what yeah yeah i know um you know my rookie year was the first time i ever gave myself like truly a month off mm. and i kind of you know that was around the time where i'm just like you know obviously it was my rookie year kind of first time being able to enjoy uh, not having to do anything for the first time in a long time, uh, but, you know, for a consecutive, you know, amount of days. So for me to be able to do that was great. But then after, after, you know, once you've been, once you've been blessed to be able to be in this game for a couple, a uh, couple of years, uh, it, com- it comes to a point where it's just like, you know what, depending on obviously how your body held up at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I can't take for me personally. I just, I can't take over more. I can't take more than three, two weeks off. So I let my body chill, start to get active after about, you know, once I hit that two week mark, I, that's just me as everybody's different every player is different but for me I, just, I gotta get back into it do you see do you sense a lot of guys kind of keep that same routine because you know over there at plex we saw jake working out too and a couple guys are already going back to work so is that is that kind of the routine some guys just kind of find themselves in most most of the time yeah uh, everybody as i said everybody's different uh everybody kind of just is able to de-stress and relax in their own way i mean obviously um, anytime you play an NFL season, it's, it's taxing physically and mentally. So uh, a lot of guys I know just hit it real quick, uh, as far as training is concerned and other guys, I know they go, you know, on vacation right away and they do, you know, a lot of their training elsewhere, you know, while on vacation. So it's, um, it's, you know, it's dealer's choice as, uh, you know, preferences is how quick you want to be able to come back into, you know, getting back in that off season grind. Training on vacation seems, uh, not ideal. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, if I'm going on vacation, I don't know how you are, but I see JJ and his wife, they're like working out, they're doing all sorts of stuff. If I'm on vacation, man, I'm on vacation. I, I don't really want to do it, but I guess with a pro athlete, it's different. What, what do you, uh, when you go on vacation, do you like to work out too, or what, what's the deal there? Yeah, I haven't been on, I haven't been on too many vacations, honestly. Uh, I know the last, uh, last vacation I went on was last year, uh, was, you know, back in spring of 2020 before, you know, COVID kind of mm-hmm. uh, shut everything down. And it was kind of one of those things where I know if I ever do go on vacation or if I do know that I'm going to be going somewhere uh, travel-wise in the past, I would try to, you know, again, take my two weeks off at the end of the season, uh, get back into the grind, get back into grind mode. And then as soon as I've built in, you know, get, gotten in my routine and gotten into, you know, a couple good weeks, uh, if not months, then I take a little, you know, time off you know, as the spring kind of rolls around. So that's how I've done in the past to be able to and then truly uh, indulge in the vacation, you know. 
some guys went, you know, I can't, I can't blame guys who, you know, go on vacation right after the season though. Like that's, right. uh, it's much deserved, uh, you know, much deserved, especially, you know, you, obviously you already mentioned like yeah, JJ's been uh, doing his thing uh, over somewhere, somewhere in some tropical island. I, I think that's Hawaii. I have no idea where he's at right now. I don't know. It looked nice though. I was kind of jealous when he posted those pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, what? So what was this season like then, man? Can kind of just like sum it up for me with all the COVID stuff, all the different changes. You were in Cincinnati. Uh, we'll get into your time there in a little bit. I, I'll ask you about being with the Bengals, but just this overall, man, how, how just wild and just different was this whole process for you compared to other years? Oh, man. it's. I mean, there are so many words to describe it. Different, weird, uh, I think. I think the I think a phrase that kind of describes it perfectly is just you know learning experience, uh, trying to just adjust with uh, an ever changing schedule and ever changing ever changing protocols. Um, just because you know there were a lot of um, the only certainty within this season was that there was going to be a lot of you know <laughs> uncertainties and a lot mm-hmm. of mishaps because um, it's just natural. You know this is something that um, you know a lot of us obviously all of us and, you know, people in, and, you know, living uh, in today's world, they haven't seen in their lifetimes. Uh, you know, this is uh, kind of different to be living through a global pandemic. So, um, you know, to be able to get out healthy, that was the main goal to be able to, you know, come out of this season, not having to postpone games and, you know, try to reschedule things um, based on you know, how the team was handling things, how the team was handling our different protocols. Um, you know, that was a blessing in itself to see, you know, some success on obviously we're, uh, not all teams were, you know, as fortunate, you know, you saw, uh, I mean, just like anything with regards to illness, once there's an outbreak, you know, it's, you never, you never truly know um, how to, you know, contain it perfectly. So it's, um, you know, as, as I said, it's a learning experience that we've all had to go through this year. So I'm just, you know, and every team has had it, every team's had to deal with it. And, uh, you know, I was fortunate never to, you know, con- uh, you know, I was fortunate never to contract COVID this year. Um, so I'm just trying to just be healthy, stay, really just, stay mindful, you know, as obviously as a, you know, we get to down to the Super Bowl now. I think it's a, it's a testament to you guys, each organization. I mean, there were so many doubters, right. Coming into the season, what are you guys going to even play a 16 game schedule? I mean, the whole thing, you heard it back forth and you kind of crept into your mind. I'm sure like, well, is this going to actually happen? But man, when you, when you go through it, I, it's, I think it's a testament to all the planning. And I, I think it's pretty impressive that the NFL was able to pull, and you guys were able to pull this thing off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were some hiccups here and there, but actually, looking back, do you kind of think that, oh my God, I can't, can't believe we did it given all yeah. the things that you went through? Absolutely. Yeah. We, as you said right there, we did it. Um, a lot of doubts uh, were, you know, made, uh, you know, a lot of doubts were made public uh, with some people on the outside of the league. And, you know, obviously there you, you're never going to, you know, go through a season like this and, you know, through a training camp without, you know, concerns being mentioned and concerns being brought up. And that was, I mean, that was, I, that could probably be said for every single team uh, this year, you know, and there were times during training camp uh, that, you know, we were all thinking like, man, is this actually going to happen? Like we're trying to do the best we can, but even then it's just like, you know, it's, again, it's a lot of unknowns, a lot of uh, things that weren't, you know, certain to that point as to how we were going to have to handle it, how the league was going to handle it. And um, I mean, I'm, yeah, as you said, like we made it, man, we were successful uh, to, an, to a point, you know, we didn't have, um, there were a couple of hiccups at here, at here and there, but I mean, shoot, like what else do you want? We're dealing with a, you know, a first time global pandemic in our lifetime. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm proud of the way that I, I think we're proud of the way it was handled for the most part. And, um, you know, we just, Looking forward to seeing, uh, you know, constant communication as uh, we know when offseason kind of rolls around now. So there were no preseason games. Did you like that? Did you rather just have a training format? Do you, do you want <laughs> you two under your belt? Uh, yes. I mean, uh, yes and no. So as a, the veteran the veteran in me says yes. Um, but at the same time, it's kind of, um, you, you see the, you see the reason behind having at least a few preseason games, you know, it's to finally just knock the rust off, you know, to you know, be able to go against uh, somebody in front of you that's not your teammate in camp. Um, so yeah, there, there, there's pros and cons to it all. But I mean, at the end of the day, too, it's like it's not like you saw, um, you know, with the limited amount of time we got in OTAs, with the limited amount of um, you know games that we did not play in preseason, you didn't truly see a dip, you know, performance-wise in the uh, you know from the teams uh, this year. You know, records were broken. Players had you know players across the league had tremendous years um, there. Obviously you did see 
you know, a fair share of injuries. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, that's just, that's really like any, right. Uh, like any NFL season. So it's just, it's, uh, it's unfortunate when it happens, especially to good players. Um, but I mean, it's just, it wasn't, I don't think anything too out of the ordinary um, with what we had to deal with, with, you know, no OTAs, no spring football, no spring meetings, and obviously no preseason games. So your time with the Bengals, did you enjoy it? Did you like playing up there in Cincinnati? I know you came back here to Houston and took care of business real good. Uh, <laughs> you, yeah, I, uh, that was something. Um, yeah, I, I can't I mean, lie. I had the game circled in my, on the calendar. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you did. I'm sure you did. Um, and did you, I mean, did you like Cincinnati? What, what uh, you know, I, I, I hated to see Joe Burrow go down. I'm sure that was such a crushing moment for you guys. Um, but what was the atmosphere like up there? I, I truly did love it. You know, it's a team that obviously I wasn't expecting to be on, you know, the whole situation I was, uh, you know, I signed with Denver this year and I got traded at the end of training camp. So that was, uh, you know, kind of a kind of a shock for me to be able to, you know, up and leave is my first time ever getting, uh, being in a situation like that in my life. So, you know, from the moment I got there, though, I knew that this team was talented. Um, one word I have to describe, I mean, one word to describe that team is young, really. Um, you do have, you know, you do have some veteran presence on that team. But for the most part, a lot of this, like, you know, I'm in all phases of the game, you know, since he has some like young, talented guys, that it just has to be able to, you know, click in the future. And I think I think they're honestly on the right track to do so, um, as you said, too, especially when, uh, you know, when uh, Joe went down. Uh, that was very disheartening. You know, he is, uh, you know, clearly, clearly the brothers is the franchise, is the face of the franchise. Right. Uh, and it's going to be for years to come. You know, I've never, um, you know, I've, I've been blessed to be around some great quarterbacks and there's some great young quarterbacks in my career too. And this kid is special. Honestly, he's, um, I've never been around a rookie. I've never been around a rookie quarterback uh, with, who's just ice cold um, with his, uh, with his, uh, you know, with his uh, demeanor, with his approach to the game, with, how he handles himself, uh, you know, during games, you know, he's, it's been made public. Everybody can see it. You know, he, he's not really, you know, he doesn't show too many emotions like that, which is kind of, it's kind of, un, it's unheard of really for, especially for rookies. And well, you, you know, can see the way he plays, himself. honestly, the way he Pardon plays. Me. I mean, you know, yeah. he had his, he, he had his moments this year too. You're kind of like, Oh, absolutely. And, then you're, I mean, and that's the thing. And it's just kind of a testament to the team too. Obviously the season didn't end the way we wanted to, but you look at so many games that we played this year, it, we weren't getting completely blown out. It was just, right. it came down to one or two plays either at the end of the game or one or two plays that happened at, uh, you know, during the middle of the game that were momentum, that were momentum shifters. And, um, you know, a lot of, uh, you, you look back at this, you look back at the season, there were so many games that I feel like we, yeah, you take away one or two plays here and there, take away a series and we're coming out victorious. So that's the, that's the thing about this team. You know, a lot of young talent, young and talented and hungry. And, uh, you know, I, yeah, hopefully we'll see. We'll see what happens. So, yeah, you circled the game. You said it. I didn't say it. You said that you circled the game. Uh, how, how fun was uh, was going up against uh, your, your old teammates? It was different. It really was because that was my first time. You know, obviously, I, I, that was my first time being back in NRG. Uh, mm -hmm. to play the game so that was uh you know walking walking to that stadium it was kind of uh it was a weird it was a weird feeling man that was that was crazy you spend you know four years there to the team you got drafted by it was uh it was it was different um but you know it's nothing but love you know especially for my guys on over on the other side you know it, it's a good game a good hard fought game you know we, we ended up coming out victorious but um yeah uh you know those are my brothers on those are my brothers on that sideline um you're a veteran now, right? You classify as a veteran. Is that is that kind of wild for you to think that you're you're a veteran in this league? You've been around. What this is? Did you just finish your sixth year? Yes. Sixth year, man. Did you ever pinch yourself? Be like, holy, holy crap! I've been in this league six years, man. I'm still trucking along, still doing yep. my thing. I mean, that that that's that's it's a testament to your work ethic, obviously. But that that's kind of like a pinch me moment, isn't it? Sometimes. Mm -hmm. No, it's a blessing, honestly. It's. Uh... It's crazy, and I have to. At the end of the day, I, I still have to put it into perspective too. Just like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to stay healthy. I'm trying to do whatever I can to make sure that you know I'm. I'm I want to play. I want to play as long as possible. My goal is ten plus, so that's just me. And uh, but at the same time, it's like I know I have time on my side. You know, God, uh, God forbid any you know any injuries and unwanted uh, things happening to me. You know, physical, physically uh, speaking. Um, you know, I'm I'm 27 going into year seven, so. Uh, I have time on my side, so I'm happy about that, and I'm just looking forward to seeing what the future holds because you know I want I want to play this game as long as possible. You know, everybody uh, 
everybody always has expectations for themselves and you want to always keep setting that bar higher and higher and higher at rice. When you were, when you were there at rice, you always had the goal to play in the league and all that. Have you exceeded some of those expectations that you had back then? I know they always kind of change, right? I mean, you, now you've got some, you know, durability in the league, you've played a while, but looking back on what you thought about what your career could be back then to now, have you kind of exceeded some of those expectations a little bit? Somewhat. Yes. Uh, I think everybody, everybody has uh, expectations that they expect of themselves um, to be, you know, astronomical. So it's everybody, if you're, you can't aim, you can't aim for the middle and expect to be great. So I just, at the end of the day, I just, no matter my situation, I know God's got me no matter what. And for me to be able to be in this league this long has been a blessing. It's been a, it's been a dream come true. Uh, You know, but, but, but that being said, I know who I am as a player. I know, you know, what I bring to the table uh, for every team that I played uh, for, for every team that I played for. And I, I my, my, really my goal is to, I just want to, I want to find a home where I know that I can showcase myself as a, a true, you know, dependable starter that I know I can, look, I've started many games in this league. I've started many years and mm-hmm. I just want to be able to, you know, showcase myself as, you know, a guy that, look, no matter the situation, you can depend on me. So I'm, I'm there. So the story's obviously been told uh, a long time by your dad, me, you know, Canadian Football League. Like, do you, do you see him looking at you and do you get a sense of pride knowing that you're following in his footsteps now playing at the professional level? I mean, how, how does that relationship, how's the dynamic, not change per se, because you're always going to be his son, he's always going to be your dad, but that you guys are, have taken both of your talents to, to that level. How, how's that dynamic between you guys? It's got to be pretty cool knowing that both of you it's, play at this level. It's, ama- it's amazing, really. And spe- it may, what makes it even better is the fact that, you know, he's been my roommate ever since my rookie year. Is that right? Yeah. So that's what makes it uh, that's what makes it truly incredible to have him, not only him, but also my mother uh, right by his, uh, you know, right by his side. Um, you know, I know he I know he, I know he's proud of me. I know I've exceeded all the expectations of him. He knew he knew I was meant for this league. You know, he, he's he told me ever since I was a kid that, you know, you know, no disrespect to Canada. Like we that's my that's my that's my home country, born and raised. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, at the same time, too, I'm a dual citizen. So, you know, I got I'm allowed to flip flop. <laughs> uh, but he knew, you know, he he exceeded every he himself exceeded a lot of expectations with, you know, his upbringing and where, how, where he went to school. He went to a small, uh, small black school, uh, you know, and not really you know, Johnson C. Smith University. And so a lot of people, you know, kind of wrote him off, um, didn't really have a shot, didn't really give him a, his true opportunity to, to be able to uh, play, you know, in the NFL because that was his dream, too. But, you know, he made the most of it. Um, he had a stellar, and I say, I say absolutely stellar career playing in the CFL Hall of Fame. Hall of Famer, right? CFL yeah, Hall of Fame. Yeah, Hall of Fame career. So, um, you know, he to, for him to be able to be in this position to have not not only you know have a son in the NFL, but to have a son who he's coached since I was a child. Um, you know, that's um, I know he's proud, and he's still he he's still as I said, he's my roommate. He's still coaching me to this day. I can't go, I can't go a game without having to have a self film session with him. So. Uh, that's just the guy he is. That's a father he is. That's a mentor he is, and I'm uh, I'm grateful for him. What are film sessions like with dad? Then he's your roommate, um, right? So what are, what are the film sessions like? Well, it's been a little bit lax now. Uh, you know, I've, uh, ever since I moved to you know, obviously playing with Dallas last year and playing with Cincy yeah. uh, this year, it was kind of um, different dynamics. Obviously, when I was in Houston, it was every day, oh, every day, every day, uh, every every game. Uh, we're doing every game. We're doing something. We're watching. We're watching game film, TV copies. You know, once or twice. Uh, that's just the guy he is. So I, you know, I appreciate that because that's honestly that's how I want to be. That's how I want to be as a father. So how hard of a critic is he then on your on your uh, on your oh, game tape? Very hard. But you know what's crazy? My mother's actually harder. No way. Yeah, really. Yes. Well, she's been around the game her whole life too, so she exactly <laughs> she knows a thing or two about it. Exactly. She's been uh, and she's she's been she's I love them because they're consistent. They don't change. They've been that way. Um, ever since I was in middle school. So uh, I love him for it. But yeah, it's uh, people are shocked always to find out like, oh, no, like, as it, your, your dad has to be sorry. It's like, well, you think, you think it's my mom who's the monster. So, uh, but uh, she, it's, out of, it's all out of love though. She's, uh, she, 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 expects the, she expects the best for me. She knows, and she knows what I'm capable of. So it's, uh, it's, it's, it's amazing to, you know, not, it's, ama- it's an amazing feeling to come home and come to, a place where you are not, not only are you gonna get love, you know, from the one source that is always should be a constant in your life, family. And so it's another thing to know that you're coming back to a home 
that's not going to coddle you and not going to be yes, yes men, yes women. That's a good point. So walking into this home, walking into my house, walking into my my family situation, I know that I'm not just going to be like, I'm not going to get, uh, oh yeah, great job. No, I'm going to, I'm going to get criticized. And I love that. They're going to be like that. Hey, Joe, second quarter, second and eight. Yeah. Uh, what happened? What, what's going on there? <laughs> oh, every game, every game. They're on it. They're on me every game. I love it. Super Bowl, uh, Tampa and uh, Kansas City. What do you think? I mean, first of all, I, <laughs> I think, I, I just think it has to be out there now that I don't think there's any more, dis, I don't think there should be any more disputes about who the GOAT is. Uh, I think it's kind of evident that, you know, Tom Brady's um, solidified himself as one of the best to ever play this game. So I can't uh, believe there's actually a conversation. Honestly, I'm with you. I mean, it's yeah. remarkable. I think the fact that he did this in his first year with Tampa, I think that just like solidified, like, look, it's, it's, it, he is, he, he is who he is. So that's just, that's incredible in itself. But then uh, Kansas City is another team where, man, they just, you can never count them out no matter what the score is, no matter what the ups and downs of the game, and no matter what phase. Um, no, they're, they're dangerous at any time, any time that offense has the ball. So uh, this is going to be an interesting matchup, honestly, because it's like, you know, you're already hearing the, t- the talks of like, you know, goat versus the baby goat, so, uh, <laughs> which I find is hilarious too. And so, you know, it has some truth to it. Um, but I, God, I, need a a I need a prediction. What, Man, what do you, you think? can't take that with me in a week. Oh, I, I don't know. I, you know I, what? I can check with you again next week. Check with me next week. I, right now, it's it's too fresh. I gotta I gotta process this. <laughs> so, but I, look, look like as a defensive player, that's like totally different approaches to prepare for, right? You got mm-hmm. Mahomes who run around a little bit. Brady's gonna stand back there, but he, he's just so just he's got that killer instinct. Like as a defensive guy, that it's gotta be kind of cool for you to watch this matchup mm-hmm. too, because there's two different game plans that each team's gonna have to uh, put in. Absolutely. Absolutely. You have um, two kind of just two different offenses. And this is one of those games where you're just like, okay, yeah, everybody's going to be, fo- everybody's going to be focused on like, you know, oh, QB versus QB. This is going to be the off, like, you know, high powered offense is going at it right now. But at the same time too, my man, I'm going to be looking at these defenses. That's just like, at the end of the day, you know, they say defense wins championships. So I want to know, I want to see who's going to be, uh, you know, uh, stepping up to the plate. That's good. That's I'm, I know what I'm looking for. I'm, I can't wait to. I, it's going to be a great game. No matter no matter who comes out on top, it's going to be a great game. Okay, so now we're going to talk Marvel. Because I know you're a big fan. Mm-hmm. Big fan of Marvel. Did you watch episode three of WandaVision? Is it Pope Catholic? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. First night. Now, did you stay up until like 2 a.m. now to no, watch it? Because no, that's no. hardcore. No, I can't. I, I, I enjoy my sleep too much. Okay. So, uh, you know, it, and it's hard now because it's like, you know, it, it just like, you know, just like with the Mandalorian every Friday, it's like, you know, what to, you know, something's going to be, something's going to be good coming out. Uh, and then, so now I'm in that boat, I'm in the boat, I'm in that boat where I have to wake up, I have to stay off my phone, <laughs> I have to stay off my phone. And now, especially with off season, it sucks because uh, I have to go, tra- I have to go to training and try to come back as quickly as possible to be, and avoid my phone because I'm just like, moment I see Twitter, the moment I see that trend was trending, I'm like, if I see a name, I know it's going to ruin it for me. So I know yeah, um, you're right. You're right. You're right about that. Um, yeah. So what do you think of the show so far? I, I, I like it. I think it's different. Oh, it and it's, it's cool. I know people give it a hard time, but I like it. I think it's, it's it is fantastic. It is kind of, I know, I know what they're doing. Like I'm not going to, I'm not spoiling it for anybody, no, but I, kinda have I an know idea what exactly doing. what they're doing. Uh, it didn't really take me too long to figure it out. Um, but just the way that they're doing it is just so, I don't, people, some people say, oh, it's slow for me. It's like, I don't know about y'all. I am locked in because I am trying to look at every single detail. Yes. I'm trying to see every single Easter egg that they're trying to show the audience because that's just what Disney does. That's what Marvel does. Like um, they're, they've been doing the, the success of the MCU is something that nobody in the world ever saw coming. And so uh and nobody people, will ever replicate. And no, yeah, no, I don't think you can replicate that system. Kevin Feige is an absolute genius. Yeah. And I'm so happy that they given him the I'm so happy that they've given him the reins to, you know, take the, you know, take the Marvel universe in the direction that they're going because oh my gosh, like I just can't wait for 
you know, obviously the, the teasers that they've done, like, first of all, uh, shout out to another Canadian, you know, Ryan, uh, Ryan Reynolds, uh, because yes. the, you already know Deadpool is about to just, they already got announced that Deadpool is about to be, no, no, it's not a separate universe. He's in the MCU. That, yeah. And he's going to be that guy, apparently. And I'm just like, I can't wait for that. Uh, you already know Blade's coming out. Mahershal Ali is just, I feel like, is going to kill it. But I kind of oh. hope that Wesley Snipes does have a little say. I, th- I feel like I want him to be like a character in the in the movie. I, I don't care if it's, uh, let him play Whistler. Let him play somebody. I don't care. I just need, I think I it, need I, Wesley Snipes in the movie. See, I think it's cool that, you know, that they don't follow to the T, but like like fan casting always happens online, right? Yeah. They, they actually, I think they pay attention to some of that stuff. They do. Which Absolutely. is great. Absolutely. I saw, yeah, I saw a little thing on um, on Mahershala Ali before he was casted. I saw a little fan-made thing about him as Blade. I'm just like, and I saw, because I saw two, I saw him and I saw John Boyer. And I'm just like, both of them I wouldn't be mad at, honestly. Yeah. But then as all of a sudden you saw Mahershala Ali get introduced. I'm just like, wow, that's going to be uh, nice. And obviously, um, you know, the big one I can't wait for to come up, because they've already announced everything. But the biggest unknown right now has been, you know, Fantastic Four. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, and, who do you, uh, want, to, uh, who do you want to play? Well, they already got, what, Krasinski is the fan favorite to play that? Oh, hands down. Yes. <laughs> and for me, it's, uh, for, I don't know. It's, it's, um, it's, a, it's that, it's that one franchise where I, if, if anybody's going to do it right, Disney's going to, uh, Marvel, you know, the, uh, Disney's yeah. going to do it right. Cause I it, it has not been good. Bad. It has not been great. No, they, yeah, they haven't been, you know, obviously the first ever, the first major Fantastic Four movie that they made, it was, a, I feel like it's a cult classic. It's, it's yeah, the first ones. one. Yeah, the first one. Yes. The first one is it was it was very good. I feel like just because of you know with what they had to offer, it was yeah, it was right. great great introduction to it. Um, but yeah, recent reboots, um, you know, with what with who the characters are and the role that they play uh, within the Marvel universe, within the Avengers, within the tie-ins with every other character, they have to do them justice. So I feel like you do need to find uh, that one guy. You have you, to me. You have to find the replacement. <laughs> of who's going to be, you know, that next uh, face of the future, you know, like a, like obviously like a, a Robert Downey Jr. type who's going to take right. on who, who uh, was the true epitome, who played the role perfectly as Iron Man. He should um, have been nominated for an Oscar. I'm going to be honest. Uh, uh, yeah, to me, I, I, all I know is like the character development of that character is, I, 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 I'm not going to get too technical. Hands down, RDJ is one of the greatest. Um, so but, is that your so, guy? Is Iron Man your guy? Is that that's your favorite character in the MCU? Uh, I don't have. I can't say a favorite. I don't really have a favorite. My, oh, everybody's my got favorite it. character. Everybody's got one favorite. My one favorite is Wolverine. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. So, and X Men. Who knows? They're gonna. I've heard rumors that they're gonna introduce certain X Men one at a time, which I honestly feel like is a good idea. I we don't need a straight up X Men movie again. Another thing that they have to. That I trust them to reboot the right way. I trust their vision. I trust the direction that they're going to go. Right. Um, but again, like who who is going to who is going to replace Hugh Jackman as Wolverine? I don't know. Like That's that is tough, man. that is the one that is the one thing where I'm just like I couldn't. I, I had one. I, I had one idea where I'm just like, you know what? Uh, Tom Hardy. Then he got. I had. Oh, you know, Tom Hardy could replace him, but then he got cast as Venom. I'm like, oh, well, there's. Uh, yeah, well, Tom, Tom Hardy was good. good. I like Egerton. Egerton's a good good one. I have, I've seen I've seen Egerton. The most random one I've seen that actually is picking up traction, Daniel Radcliffe. Now, hear me out. Oh, what? Hear I have me not out. seen yeah. that. That's, I saw that recently. And I'm just like, first, I saw it the first time. I'm like, what are y'all talking about? Didn't realize <laughs> no. Marvel has a way of getting their act, of getting their actors into Marvel's shape. Oh, so yes, they no do. No question about that with what they've done. And you're going to see that with, what's that one dude's name? No, oh, yeah, um, from Eternals, Eternals, right? Eternals yeah. guy. That that to me is just like if they can that, do that, they can do they can work with anybody. So that that dude is jacked. Like, that guy is jacked. Yeah. To me, the you know, and Wolverine in the comics, you know, he's around like five, 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 you know, five, three, five, five. He's a small, he's one of the smallest event of uh, characters in the mm-hmm. X-Men universe, but like the brother weighs like 300 plus pounds because of all that adamantium. So uh, I saw I saw some like, you know, a, con- a fan concept of Daniel Radcliffe in the world. I'm just like, interesting. I'm not going to say I lo- I'm not going to say I'm 100% on board. I'm saying interesting. I've also seen the guy, uh, oh, the guy that played with the boys, the series of the boys. Um, have you watched oh, that? Oh, uh, Carl Urban? 
Yeah, well, the guy that uh, no, no, the guy that plays. Um, oh, oh, oh! Yes, 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 yes. Um, yeah, um, the Superman character. Like yeah. I can't even I can't think of his name now. Man, another great show. Oh my That's gosh, a, that is a great that is a great show. Uh, Highlander, uh, Homelander. Homelander. I, yeah. What is that? What's the actor's name? He is. I don't know, but I think he's expressed interest. He wants to play uh, Wolverine. Oh, I can see that. I could. I could see that. I could see that. I could see that. Yeah, but uh, all so, right, so, so then, uh, so where do you think we're going then with the MCU? Cosmic. Cosmic all the way? Cosmic and cosmic, and I think we're, you're going to see a lot of stuff with the multiverse. Well, I hope we see a lot in Spider-Man. Cannot wait for that. Uh, honest, at this point, hey, can I put my hat in the ring to, you know, show up as a cameo? Like, yeah. I've heard so, it, I, Just show I, I don't up. know what to believe anymore now because I'm, I don't want to get my hopes up too, too much because uh, if, if what they're saying is true, uh, this can be just an incredible film. That may be and the greatest. Movie I don't want to, but <laughs> I've just heard. I, I don't know. And you, you know, Marvel, they're not going to, they, they, they keep it locked down. It's Fort Knox. You're never going to find out truly. You're never, if they, if something leaks, it, it clearly was an inside job because they are, that's, they are literally Fort Knox when it comes to keeping their secrets with the rest of the direction that they're heading into with their production. So, um, yeah, it's, I'm definitely obviously you know you know it's going to be cosmic with with uh, you know the future. I feel like Captain Marvel is going to be. The, yeah. I feel like they're going to do her justice in the second film. They got a lot of hate. The first movie got a lot of hate. I kind of can tell why, but to me, um, you know, Brie Larson does her. I, I like Brie Larson as a character. You know, I feel like just you get the right. Uh, you know, they. I feel like if they get the right writers on board with the production yeah. of the movie, I feel like it can go. It can just completely surpass any expectations from. Uh, from the first movie, but I feel like it's good. You're going to see a lot with, and again, we're not finished with WandaVision, Doctor Strange 2 into the multiverse. That's going to be huge, I feel. And, sh and you know, um, and you girls, in, and you know, um, Elizabeth Olsen is killing it with, uh, you know, her. Oh, yeah, she's doing it. she does a great job. And then so we got Fal Falcon, just, Falcon, Falcon like Winter, Winter Soldier's see, coming up. Pardon me? Falcon Winter Soldier's coming up, too. I'm telling you, man, like, I just, the only thing, like, if you don't have Disney Plus, go get it. But I know, right? I know. But the only, the, my only, th my only thing is, uh, I, I want to see the movies. That's yeah. uh, that's something that I'm a little like, I, that's the one pass. I'm, you know, COVID's kind of messed up everybody. It really has, and I just, I, and I get it, man. It's just been, uh, it's, it's been a lot of you know tragedy around, and so I feel like we need Black Widow. We need yeah. Black Widow. Please. Yeah, I, just, I feel like I, 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 if they delay it again, I completely get it. They want everybody to be safe. They want to have an environment to be able to experience, you know, the going, the movie going uh, like it was before, you know, the shutdowns were uh, started happening. Put and, it on Disney Plus, man. I'll pay that money. Yeah, I don't care. I'll throw it on some cash. I'm thinking the same thing too. Like if you put it on Disney Plus, I will spend fifty dollars. I'll spend a hundred. I don't care. Well, like, oh, amen. If you whatever you whatever price you set, I will pay to watch that movie. All right, everybody's got rankings. This is the last question I'm going to give you. So I recently read a BBC ranking of the MCU. And okay. I stopped at 17 because they put Winter Soldier at 17. And so I immediately threw that's, that list yeah, in the trash. No, I threw that list in the trash because that, that was over. Uh, okay, top 10, go. I'm going to give you top 10, go. Infinity War. We start right, from uh, the top? Man. Starting from the top? I... I'd have to really look at like, oh, I can, okay, I can so let's, do, let's do top five. Let's do top five. I'll give you my, all right, my top five, my top five. Infinity War. Infinity War, Winter Soldier, Black Panther. Oh, um, this is good. Well, my people might be mad. Guardians of, first Guardians of the Galaxy. No, that was a good film. I like that. That was a good one. And movie. first Iron Man. Okay. All right, no Endgame, huh? No, 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 put Endgame up there. Uh, you know, Endgame, it's one of those ones where we just... Again, I can have a discussion over... This can be a discussion over hours because... I know, I get it. Of, but that's why I wanted to have you on because yeah. I knew you, you, you were so passionate. You, all right, yeah, it's... Man, it's in the top... It's, it's, it's up there. It's up there. Don't, don't worry. It's one of the greatest ones. Now, if you want to do a bottom five, I can do that too. But... Uh, uh, we can do bottom five. We can do bottom five. Shoot, I mean, I got the. I mean, my bottom one is easy. That's just Thor: Dark World. So that's that's my bottom yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. To me, it wasn't bad. It was to me. They don't really. Marvel doesn't make bad movies. That, but this one was. It wasn't bad. It was just. It was forgettable. It's just forgettable. Yeah, that's the, the, uh, the, the villain was awful. The villain was awful, and yeah. yeah.
Yeah, I didn't like I didn't like Dark War. Okay, so Incredible Hulk's in my bottom five too. See, and that's um, and that one's for me. Incredible Hulk's in the middle. Oh, it is. Yeah, that's the one people I, I fight with people on because uh, I love Mark Ruffalo as a I love Mark Ruffalo and how he does uh, you know his portrayal of the Hulk, but I did love it. I love Ed Norton. Uh, I yeah. love what he brought to his character. I, I kind of it'd be interesting to see the direction that they went if he was to continue. Uh, if he was going to continue as uh, you know, as a, as a Hulk, but uh, I don't know, man. It's um, I feel like it was it was it got a little bit of hate, too much hate for you know how yeah. it started off into into the you know it was one of those. I mean, shoot, it was two thousand and eight Iron Man and Incredible Hulk. And Incredible Hulk, yeah. Start off MCU. You know, I had somebody, a friend of mine that I worked with. He said he hated Endgame. He hated it, which I think a hate is a very strong word for Endgame. But I think I think you appreciate Endgame if you appreciate the character development. Yes, if, absolutely. Like, like I, that's what I appreciate about the movies because mm. like all the characters have had development that's been tremendous. Yeah. How they've just gone from one yeah. thing to the next. Especially yeah. my, my guy is Chris Evans, Captain America. Like, yeah, like for me, Endgame was. If you watch the last 15, 20 minutes of the movie, it's uh, spectacular. <laughs> um, and, and it's one of those movies where you truly feel like, looking back, you know, if you want, like looking back a couple of days, like trying to feel nostalgic, it's like, man, going, if I could relive, if there's one movie I could relive, it would be Endgame, the first time I wanted to, to see it. Yes. That's one of those ones where it's just like, to be able to be blessed to see that movie in theaters, it's to me that's uh, that's my see that's my it's it's my number one in uh, with regards to that of movie going experience. See that was that was I like the pinnacle uh, like for me, like there was so much anticipation around that movie everybody was like nervous like you kind yes. of felt it in the theater like what the heck's gonna happen what's, what's gonna, gonna happen on? exactly what is actually gonna happen yeah uh, so no I, I think it's there will be nothing like the MCU let's put it that no. way and I'd no. love to see where it goes from here. Oh, I can't wait yeah uh, they're they're going the right direction I think we have a lot of uh, surprises in the store. Christian, thanks, man. Thanks for taking some time. I will have you back on so we can review uh, the whole thing of WandaVision because I think that, awesome, that'll man. be it. Can't wait. Thank you, Christian, as always. Fun talking to you. I'm going to bring him back, as I mentioned in that interview. I'm going to bring him back to not only talk about more Marvel stuff, but also get his takes on the Super Bowl and what he thinks of the rest of the series of WandaVision, which is, uh, which is setting up to be a pretty awesome run here of four or five episodes that are left in the season. So it's going to be fun. I've enjoyed talking to Christian. I've enjoyed talking to you fine folks at home. Thanks for tuning in. Go ahead and like, subscribe if you haven't already. Until tomorrow, see you then.